Hey everyone, this is just a quick warning before we go into this week's episode. Uh, this week's episode features a suicide of a character, and we wanted to give a warning for a um, for anyone who might be triggered by content of that story, and also to give out the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number, which you can call on 1-800-273-8255. Good evening, everybody. I am Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we're, we're going to do Daredevil. Daredevil. you're all having a wonderful day uh thank you for tuning in thank you for joining us on our journey through everything horn-headed yes yes jamie we're going to cover issues 216 through 221 today we are 216 to 221 we got five great daredevil issues and five or six i think we're doing six again no two two 16 17 18 19 20 21 we're doing six today that's six what terrible. i that's what i meant when i said i was going to briefly mention a marvel fanfare um, yes very briefly in fact i'm going to do it right now would you do you mind if i step in and do that get it out of the way yeah no 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 please do please marvel do. fanfare is a uh the the prestige series that came out and this story is a tony stark story it's talking about um uh, iron man is and in some trouble because his businesses are being held up while they investigate how an escape happened at a facility that he built to house criminals because uh, Dr. Octopus, Octopus. Uh, caused a break-in and then a breakout, and he has two sets of arms at the moment. He has an adamantium set and a regular set. Mm-hmm. Um, and the adamantium set, he's waiting until he can fuse them to himself because the adamantium tends to reject people as a very, mm-hmm. uh, very weird reaction to many people's bodies when i read this i was thinking about because they really say how strong i mean we all know how strong um adamantium is unbreakable if you took antimantium adamantium adamantium no if you took it right (laughs) and you build and you and you made a ball Uh a hollow ball Uh you made a ball around thor's hammer yeah okay when Thor called for his hammer, would it break it? Hmm. Wouldn't it just lift it and move it? Well, that's what I was saying. I think it would lift it, and then a big ball of antimonium would come oh. over and, and hit him. That's what I'm curious about. Mm. Would it would it break through? That's a good question. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like yeah. a bit, like making a big ball out but of you, it. I, I, for one, for a little bit, I thought you meant just like the size of the hammer. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about a bigger, a big one. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> Anyone know the answer to that? They can write in and tell us what they think would happen. Yeah. Um, this is episode 47, I think. Yeah. Uh, we're getting close to 50. Oh, we are getting close so to 50. So close to 50. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, uh, you're okay. So Dr. Octopus is causing yeah. some trouble. Uh, Tony Stark is trying to get his life back in order. You know, he's given up drink. He's uh, This is a, um, what do you call it? It's a Roger McKenzie story. Mm-hmm. As well. um, and he is trying to find Dr. Octopus so he can bring him in so that he can clear his name so that he can get his operations going. There's some cute stuff about 
him going into the boardroom, they're trying to do a little takeover and saying that he's unfit to lead and he kind of walks in and says, listen, here's the deal. While this is going on, all of our workers are going to be paid. They're going to be paid full rate until we can start the businesses up. And if any of you have a complaint, your wages aren't going to be paid because you get paid too much anyway. And if any of you think that you can take over, you have, I've got news for you. You're not going to take over my business. So the very brief daredevil um, appearance is that um, daredevil is on a train and Turk happens to be on the train. He tries <laughs> to mug daredevil. Daredevil hits him and says, you know, we get to see daredevil in a trench coat and a hat. I yeah. love it. But, but there's a, there's a poster up that says, you know, it's not, it's kind of like those see something, say something posters. This like yeah. Become a member of the neighborhood watch and it's daredevil. Be, be like daredevil and, and yeah, be least, a snitch. Yeah. I want to see what it says. I'm pulling it up right now. Cause it's such a cool little, uh, it goes, um, says be a daredevil, join operation crime watch. And it's a shot of daredevil pointing his finger at you. Yeah. Narc. <laughs> Narc. Um, and, uh, so, um, he's looking for some information. He says to Turk, you know, give me some information. Turk says, I don't really know. I'm useless at the moment. Uh, I promise, please don't hit me. Don't throw me off this building. So he goes on his way and says, that was useless. And then Iron Man comes in and says, hey, while you're here, maybe you could help me. I'm looking for Dr. Octopus. You know, this got me thinking. What if Turk gives information to all the superheroes. Yeah. What if he's the guy that has the information that gets beat up all the time by everybody and not just Daredevil? Yeah, he probably does. He's, a, he's He likes to sing. Um, <laughs> and he says, I'm looking for Dr. Octopus, and he says, there's no way I'd have anything to do with that guy. That guy's crazy. And he says, okay, well, if you're lying, I'm going to fly up in the sky and drop you. So remember that. I'll be back. And then <clears throat> Turk gets back on the... <coughs> excuse me. He gets back on the train, and he's holding on to the railing, and he's like, God, th- these superheroes, they're bothering me the whole time. And if that Dr. Octopus comes around that four, I'd freak. I am going to, that's enough. I don't want to deal with that guy. And then we see that the Raylan is actually one of Dr. Octopus's arms. And he's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, Dr. Octopus was just listening. And he knows Tony Stark's plans now. He attacks him while he's out to dinner with someone that was injured in one of the uh, things that he's trying to make good with. And... Um, He's attacked by the the loose arms, yeah. I guess you could say. It's really weird looking because it's got a, a spot for your waist to be yeah. inside, but there's there's obviously yeah, no so waist. Yeah, like a loose set of forearms. Of forearms, yeah. Um, and he kidnaps the woman, takes her back to where he's hiding at, which is a power station. Um, Iron Man flies in and saves the day, uh, quickly makes short work of it, uses some, like, tests out his new suit of armor, Everything's working fine. He goes in, uh, attacks Dr. Octopus. The woman that's with them says, you know, it's if you take out the even though the the adamantium is unbreakable, it's a connection to him. You have to kill the radio connection. So he kills the radio connection. The arms become useless. He thinks he's going to get away, but then he gets thrown into the river and he's able to recreate the connection. So he's now wearing the arms and he attacks uh, Dr. Octopus, takes him out pretty quickly because he has the unbreakable adamantium octopus arms. And uh, his name's cleared, everything's good, hip hip hooray, uh, hero saves the day. And then there's a terrible ending where um, they go out to dinner again and the chef says, I'm happy to serve you as long as you don't order the octopus. (laughs) 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 And everyone laughs and that's the end. It's it's a very weird ending, but it's a cute little story and it's fun to see Turk and it's fun to see Daredevil in it. Love it whenever Turk shows up. Turk's great. Yeah. 
Turks terrible and great. Terrible and great. Terrible and great. Okay, 216. So, yeah, so we're going to jump into Daredevil, and Daredevil. Uh, we're going to cover, like I said before, not five, but six issues. Apologies. Yes, six issues. And once oh, again, I, I guess I can't do math, but Maths. once again, we're dealing with some amazing covers, mm-hmm. and the cover to 216 is stellar. Yes, love it's the cover. Very, um, oh, I'm going to blank on the guy's name now, the guy who did The Contract of God and... Uh, quick, cover me. I'm going to have to look him up. Okay, so anyways, this issue is called The Gale is Back. Mm-hmm. And for Gale, it's so hard to say. How do you say it? Gal? The, well, it's Gaelic, so I'm saying Gale. Gale. Yeah. So if you remember, the Gale is a, he's a baddie, and um, he's Irish. Yes. And uh, if you... The IRA. He used to work for the IRA. The IRA, yeah. He enjoyed killing too much. So he they did. basically said, oh, he's a weirdo. They shunned him. him. They said, get rid of him. But, yeah. but one thing about him specifically is he is very brutal. He is very he dark and twisted. He enjoys killing so much. And he likes to do it slowly. Yeah. And he uses his hands. Yes. He likes to choke people to death. He, he's very vicious. Yeah. Very, very baddie. So this cover, I was just, uh, it's a very Will Eisner looking thing where Daredevil mm-hmm. and the Gale. Uh, are hidden amongst the title where it says Dead of a Man Without Fear, the Gale is back, and both of them are kind of climbing over the last. Um, one thing, the price has gone up in Canada. Oh, oh no. No, it's. It's the, okay, Canada's always more expensive, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, anyway, go ahead. So, okay, so anyway, Sorry. so it's called The Gale is Back, and he is, you know, he's he's <clears throat> from Ireland, and... Uh, he's in jail at the moment. Yeah, he, he, he's in jail, and uh, just a little backstory on him, uh, if you're just tuning in and, and you didn't, uh, didn't listen to our podcast, a couple podcasts before when we talked about him, uh, he knew Gloriana's father mm-hmm. and ended up killing Gloriana's father, and now he's coming after... Then he came, he came to New York after Gloriana, mm-hmm. which is Matt's current flame, mm-hmm. uh, Debbie's niece, because she knew the secrets of his identity. Yeah. And Daredevil ended up saving the day, and he went to prison. But now, as Jamie uh, as Jamie mentioned, he's in prison. But now he's going to get out. Yeah. Hence the, the title, out, The Gale is Back. And I, lo- an I love... No, he doesn't fake an injury. He actually injures himself yeah. is a thing. He disfigures his face mm-hmm. and is unconscious from, from the disfigurement. Yeah. And there's a shot of the, you know, the EMTs there taking him out and uh, uh, they're bringing him into an emergency room um, in an emergency room, very minimal security because everyone believes that he's he's disfigured, that he's in so much pain that yeah. he's not going to be a threat at all, no threat at all. Mm-hmm. So they take him inside. The doctor looks at him and is like, "Ugh, this guy is so gross." You know, th- we get a nice little uh, nice little um, recap of his earlier tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as the doctor says, you know, it's going to take six hours or so of surgery. He goes to the nurse. Gets the the painkiller or yeah, the anesthetize yeah anesthetize him. Turns out that uh, he was fibbing a little bit and he's actually alive and well. And uh, the gill reaches up and chokes the doctor. Chokes the doctor, stabs and, the guards in the he, neck with and, the anesthetic, uh-huh, and, and just then says he's going to kill the nurse very quietly, very and quietly he's got six and hours slowly. Before anyone's going to choke yeah. him, so. he is so vicious. Yeah, he's a nasty piece of work. So, so that's the um, that's the way the issue starts. That's a cold open. Yes, yeah, a cold open. <laughs> which I kind of wanted to notice that, like, this is the this actually seems like a television show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's the cold open, and now yeah. we're going to solve the case. Um, so we go across town to Nelson and. Murdoch the next day. Yeah. We find out that all four of the people are dead. Um, the two guards, the nurse, the doctor, and Foggy is just, you know, t- 
talking. They mention about the mayor being angry. Yeah, the, that's the, a common theme. Is that the the mayor is always angry. Yeah, the mayor is angry, and Foggy is just he's you know we're, once again we're getting a recap because as Jamie mentioned, they're really trying to recap all these issues and mention Daredevil's you know his abilities and skills mm-hmm. and stuff because they're trying they're assuming new readers are coming in every month, um, but we find out uh, you know. Foggy is in distress. He feels terrible about what happened, about mm-hmm. lying. Uh, we covered this last podcast, but he told a really bad lie um, where Becky was kidnapped yeah. by Micah Sin, and, and Becky came in front of the press and was like, I was kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. And then Foggy's wife, Debbie, convinced Foggy to lie to the press saying that Becky's not telling the truth, all because... She, uh, Debbie had a crush on Micah Sin, so mm-hmm. we hate Debbie if you didn't know. <laughs> so we get that little recap again, and at the same time, uh, we, we Matt's out on date night. How great is it that Mac is actually out on a date? He's on a date. I love he's that. On a date with he's not crime fighting. He's not lawyering. Yeah. He's actually out on a date he's with Floriana. He's having a Chinese lunch with Floriana. And there's great banter between the two yeah. of them. It's fun. It's romantic. They're trying to set up the next date, and they're, yeah. they're kind of finding that they're busy and busy and busy. And then they eventually say, "Okay, Saturday. How about Saturday?" She says, "You know, there's an Irish band playing on Tuesday," and he says, "Well, there's a jazz band playing on Wednesday." Yeah, it's such cute little banter. And um, then it ends with a kiss. She kisses him, and, and she says she's going to jump on the train. Yeah. And Matt's like, that's great. We'll see you later. Well, yeah. as she goes down in the subway, Matt overhears a few, um, just some people walking by saying, hey, did you hear that the gale flew the flew the coop? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mayor's ticked. The mayor's Once ticked. again, the mayor's ticked. And all of a sudden, Matt realizes, he realizes, oh, no, Glory, Gloriana, she's in trouble because, mm-hmm. you know, as I mentioned earlier, the gale is after her. And yeah. obviously, he's going to try to go after her again. So he runs down to try and get to the subway, but the train has already left. And he says, I've got to find her. But um, first, you know, I've got to, I don't know where she is. She didn't mention the pub that she was going to. Um, I've got to find a way of doing it. So he uses some calming techniques and some meditation to help him. We cut across to the headquarters of the Kingpin of Crime. And they have noticed that a file is missing that has some information about real estate and some names in there. And uh, he says, we know who took it. It was Daredevil. When he was here, he took it. So, you know, he's going he's gonna to make good on his promise. He's going to come for us. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's making a move. So Daredevil's trying to get information because he needs to track down mm-hmm. Gloriana or he, needs to, or he needs to find the Gale first because yeah. he doesn't know which train Gloriana went, so uh, went on Gale's, to. Yeah. So wh- wh- who better to get information on? Well, he thinks the, the Gale's probably going to make a break for it. Now, if anyone's going to make a break for it, they need to get some help. There's someone that helps people get right. out of town when they've committed crimes, which is where the Gale probably would have gone or is going to go. And I know someone who probably would have been in contact with this person recently, someone who had committed a crime that came from overseas, mm-hmm. and he's now in town, and I want to find out who this person is. So, so And this is kind of cute because it ties into um, uh, Green Arrow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to look for Crossbow. crossbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Crossbow is currently hiding in one of the Kingpin's uh, criminal enterprises, which is a front, which is a florist's. King George's florist, in fact. He says this is obviously going to be the place where he's going to hide because he's such a, a religious nut and uh, a, a royalist and traditionalist. So he's going to hide in a florist that's called King George. And he's going to. So he gets there and he's trying to find Crossbow and he's thinking, you know, 
All I have to do is listen for when he gets the crossbow right. ready. And sure enough, a crossbow. You, you mentioned this last podcast, yeah. Jamie, about how Daredevil always likes to make comments about how if crossbow would just pick up a gun mm-hmm. and try to shoot me, he'd probably have killed me by now. But his infatuation with the bow and arrow, yeah. you know, that's his, that's, that's what a, makes me so, it makes it so easy for me to stop him. And it, it even says that this is the line he says, he goes, if he'd use a rifle, I'd be dead. But he has that obsession with medieval weaponry and with wanting to make the world a proper place to live again. And he thinks it, it was in the days of old. Yeah. So there's a goofy moment that's kind of great where uh, Crossbow makes a break for it and we see Daredevil grab a. <laughs> he a grabs reef a reef and he throws and it. Throws it. And, and, and hits him in the back of the head. Yeah. And, and it actually goes onto his neck yeah. or over his head and is around his neck and it says condolences. condolences. Yeah. <laughs> it is a cute moment. But see, the it's, thing is, is, see, Daredevil right now. Like this sort of reminds me of how Batman is all the time. Yeah. He wants to get information and he wants to get information right now. Yeah. Like sometimes Daredevil, you know, he's kind of cute about it. Like he goes to Josie, mm-hmm. makes a couple remarks. He's like, Who am Hangs I gonna have to off a building? Yeah. A yeah, who am I gonna have to beat you up or who, mm-hmm. or who am I gonna have to beat up today? But no, he needs to get this information and he needs to get it quick mm-hmm. because he knows that Gloriana, the person that he's infatuated with, is in trouble. Yeah. So he is, you know, he's thinking outside, he's thinking like, this is, I need this information now. So he's much more threatening mm-hmm. and he says, give it to me. And, uh, he doesn't really, uh, get any information. Well, he from does. Crossbow. He, gets, he gets a little bit. What it, happens is that Crossbow says, you know, I, I, I didn't, he says, oh, you he know, talks you, you would have had a, you would have yeah. had a plan to get out of town. He says, no, I had no such plan. And he says, you're a liar. I can tell you're lying. So tell the truth. And he says, okay, there's a woman that you meet, and if anything goes amiss, you go to um, uh, on a Thursday night between six and seven at a place in Brooklyn called the Delante's Grill. Uh, a woman known as the Old Woman of Bear, mm-hmm. and uh, then Daredevil takes him to the police. Says, "Yep, I'll let the Ra- police do it." Puts him over his shoulder and yeah. takes him to the into the police. So then Daredevil is he goes to Gloriana's apartment and tries to see if he can find any evidence of her. And waits in there, and it gets later and later and later. And he says, "I can't find her. I can't think what's going on." It's cool because I mean, we're talking. We got what fifteen panels it's, on, yeah. on, on these pa- like each page. It's it's a lot of him just sitting there thinking. We we really get the sense here that he really kill or re- really cares about Gloriana a lot, and uh, he he pretty much just deduces, you know, you know, hey, she's probably hiding yeah. because she knows that the gale is out. Yeah. And if he's out, he's probably going to be coming for me. Mm-hmm. So she goes into hiding, and that's what Matt assumes, or at least that's what he hopes Yeah. at this point. So um, we cut to a hotel where some IRA soldiers are hanging out. And th- this is great, Jamie. This yeah. is great. And the reason why this is great is because this just shows how ruthless he is. Yeah. So these guys, they, you know, obviously the news on the town is that the gale's out, mm-hmm. and, and, and they're talking about it, and then all of a sudden one of them ends up choking and then gets frozen. Mm-hmm. He and says it, that there's something, they're eating hamburgers. Yeah. And he says something and tastes funny with t- his tastes hamburger. Tastes funny with his burger. And, and then all of a sudden, the gale comes in at the front door. He had been hiding, listening, waiting for them to give them to give any useful information. The and old the, lady of bear. And that's where they, yeah, they were talking about the old lady of bear. And so once he figured out that's the much as much information I'm going to get from these yeah. guys, and that's all that matters right now, I can now play my card. So he ends up coming out, and I love this because he looks so cool. He, he looks like the shadow. He, uh, yeah, exactly. He looks like the shadow. His, his face is hidden. He's got a, uh, a a big hat on, and he's got a scarf over his neck that you can lift above his face. He's wearing a blue trench coat. I, I assume it's blue. It's either black or blue. 
blue, but it, it's probably blue. Yeah. And, and uh, he, he just looks super menacing yeah. and, and super cool. He mentions and, that he's poisoned them with, a, with a, uh, something that affects the nervous system, uh, but means that they're going to be paralyzed for life. Right. And he says, but the good news is... You're not going to live very yeah, long because I'm going to kill you. And, and, and what's also great, Jamie, is that the other two... the other two, Because he, he goes in right now and, and, he, and he kills, he kills one. one of them. And, and the other two are watching because yeah. they're aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And look at the last panel on that page, Jamie, and where he goes, uh, the pleasure is for me alone yeah. to kill you. I'm not going to let some med- you know some poison do it. I could do the killing. Yeah. And he goes, ah, the piece of it, the sweet, sweet piece of it. And there's a shot of him... Of the Gale just looking up in the air, just so infatuated yeah. with this killing, and yeah, he's he, choking someone out in front of two other he, people. That he's he is, choke. he is crazy. Yeah. So we see Matt is trying to find Glory, but she's nowhere, and Foggy says it's all right. You know, we'll we'll find her. And then we cut to uh, Delantes, yeah, uh, the the Brooklyn bar, and there's a, a woman that's wearing a a lace covering over her face and very old style dressing. Uh, she has a guard with her, and she says, I'm going to go in there to see if I can help anyone. And we're guessing this is the old lady over mm-hmm. there. Um, and Daredevil's been watching Daredevil's up on the been rooftops. Watching, yeah. He says that the guy down there is probably an IRA guard. Um, yeah, I don't, he, no point bothering him. I'll go in through the skylight. So he goes mm-hmm. in through the skylight, and in this bar, the woman is sitting at a booth, mm-hmm. and the bar has several people sitting, leaning on the bar, almost like they're asleep on the bar. But it's quiet. It's very quiet. And he walks in and he says, uh, he sits down with the old lady and says, uh, I'm looking for Gloriana O'Brien. And the old lady offers him a beer and he says, never touch this stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a neat little yeah. touch. He says, okay, well, what about water? And he says, mm, why don't you tell me about all the men over there that are dead? And he says, oh, yeah, I killed them. Uh, the old lady of bear says, I killed them. Uh, quick and painless, but that's no concern to yours. If you drink up, we'll discuss the O'Brien less. Um, Daredevil auto- automatically knows his poison, so he yeah, of course doesn't drink. He lifts it up and kind of smells it a little bit. Yeah, and he he uh, the the old lady of bear pulls out a dagger, goes to stab him. He pushes her her side, knocking off the veil, and we see that it's the the gale. It's the gale. Yeah, and he has a fight with the gale, hits him several with, times. Yeah, he finally hits him with a chair to knock him unconscious. Hits him as hard as he can. With a chair and says, "Stay down." And then the real uh, the old lady of bear, old lady of bear, has been locked up in a closet. Ends up getting out and she runs off. And Daredevil tries to track her down, Um, but in in doing so, uh, the guy, the IRA guy, assumes that trouble is 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 you know is afoot. So he takes out his gun and starts shooting when Daredevil comes out. And Daredevil does the most aerobatic move imaginable. And ends up uh, dodging the bullets. Dodges the bullets, hits the guy in the face with a yeah. big club, chases after, and we find out that we the old find lady out bear is Gloriana. Gloriana, that no, oh no my goodness, Gloriana O'Brien. Gloriana O'Brien. And uh, this is gonna affect Matt as we move into the next issue, which has a beautiful oh, the Barry cover, Windsor Smith cover. The cover is so good. Yeah. So good. Daredevil Barry Windsor Smith, who hasn't touched a Daredevil comic since like 52 or something. Yeah, Daredevil and Blackwood are just swinging through yeah. New York City. I love the angle of the buildings, the bright oh, colors beautiful. of the lights. It's so good. Oh, it's a beautiful cover. It's so I'm good. sorry, I didn't mean to do it bad. I shouldn't do that. Um, uh, so we so still got it's, it's still the same creative team Danny yeah. O'Neill in the story David Mazzuccelli 
we he, get a nice little C story while the A yeah. story and B story are still going on. The mm-hmm. A story being the gay, or the B story being that Daredevil has just discovered that Gloriana Breen is the old lady of Bear. So, so Daredevil thinks Gloriana is aiding terrorists. Yes, he's and, concerned and, that she's and, been helping people. We, we Gloriana we, we, doesn't think that way. No, she's she been think, helping the cause. Yeah, she's been helping the cause, and she's yeah. helping to get people. She's like a travel agent. She's trying to get people. She's just helping people. She says, I never have anything to do with the terrorism. That's, right. That's not anything to do with me. I'm just helping people who need help. Right. Um, what happens, though, is while this is going on, a kid walks out into the street who has gone blind, and a bunch of people are around that have also gone blind at the same time. Something has made them go blind. So we cut from that to Daredevil and, and Gloriana talking, and he gets her into a taxi, runs back to Delantes, uh, finds out that the Gale is missing and is kind of amazed because he hit him as hard as he could with a chair. Um, and he says, you know, I've got to find out what's going on. And there's one person I can talk to that knows this world. This world isn't my world, this whole world of like terrorism and organizations working under the law and over the law. And I've got to go and speak to someone and there's certain someone that I know. Um, I've got to make sure that this person, that Gloriana is a good person because I can't, after what happened with Electra, I can't be with someone who I know is a bad person. This is Matt thinking with his mind. Mm-hmm. Very good. We see Very a nice good. little uh, him running across the Brooklyn Bridge, which mm-hmm. looks like that old uh, Gene Colan splash page from mm-hmm. um, when they go to to uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so he swings over, and uh, we have a little cutaway to the law offices where we see Becky and... Um, uh, Foggy and Debbie's uh, calling uh, and saying, "Do you want to come back and then not come back? And do you want to?" It's 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 more it's it's more of the same. It's yeah. Foggy. Foggy is basically it, saying, "I don't trust her." I, I don't trust her anymore. Yeah. I feel bad about what happened. And but he's also lonely, so he actually says, "Hey Becky, do you want to go get dinner?" And, and Becky's like, like nah. "Nah, I'm good." And then and then Foggy's like, "Well, maybe Matt will want to go grab something." Yeah. To eat. Uh, Matt's. Got do you feel to- bad for Foggy? I do a little bit. A little bit, but... I, I feel bad for him. I mean, he should have been smart enough then to lie in front yeah. of the cameras. I feel bad for him, but he's but, designed to be someone that you feel bad for. Yeah, yeah. So it's Except for the... Mu- I don't feel bad for the mustache, The mustache though. has got to go. Yeah, I hope and that thing... Soon. Yeah, get rid of that mustache <laughs> fast. So um, Daredevil's Daredevil up on the... He's is up a- on the roof, and he's gone to see uh, Natasha yeah. Romanoff. And he notices, and this is what Jamie was talking about, that we see a little glimpse at the beginning of the issue, yeah. that everybody down below her building is blind. Yeah, They're all blind. Block, the police say. And There's then about he, 40 people who have all gone blind and he finds Natasha and she is it, right. at the moment she is fighting someone called the Cossack. The Cossack. Who has a device He's on his g- head which is stopping him from going blind. Right. But it's causing everybody else yeah. to go blind. And she is blind and he throws her through a window. <laughs> it's a great sequence. Cuz here's the so, thing, she can't she can't see. Yeah. So she doesn't know what's going on. He yeah. picks her up, throws her out the window. She starts to fall. Luckily, down below there's water. Yeah, she that, goes into the water, but and she above that is uh, is Daredevil. Is Daredevil who's trying to find her and exactly. he says, you know, someone's just been thrown through a window. And same he senses it's that she's the same build, the same build. weight of, of she black. She hits something floating on the top of the water and hits her head pretty hard. So mm-hmm. he jumps in and he says, uh, "You know, he says uh, it sounded like a body about five seven one twenty five. Might not be the widow, but it doesn't really matter. I better go and see who this is." He dives in, brings her out, and sure enough, she fills him in what's going on. She does, and and th- this is a kind of a kind of a fun moment. So. Uh, before Daredevil leaves, after he gets the information that he needs to help kind of make his decision on Gloriana, yeah. um, Natasha asks, look, if this is permanent, yeah. 
will you help me? Will you teach me to fight like you? Yeah. And then Daredevil thinks for a minute and he goes, you know what, Natasha, I'm not really a teacher. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stick was the one who taught me, but I don't really know how to do it. But hey, you know, I'll try. I can give you some hints to help you get around. And she's like, I appreciate that. Now, this, that just got me thinking, Jamie, because if you remember, and for those listeners at home, Daredevil was not like when, when he ended up getting hit in the face by the radioactive material, mm-hmm. this is at least according to Stick, that that did not give him his radar senses. No, everyone has Everybody it. has it. We all have it inside of it. Yeah, he just he, listened to he it. He listened to it and was able to take it out. So yeah. so Black Widow probably knows this because I'm sure, you know, they've been in a relationship, they've been talking. Yeah. So I'm sure that she's aware that she could have the exact same powers yeah. that Matt Murdock has. And so I, I wonder if Matt is kind of reluctant to kind of teach her mm. that too because you never know. I mean, maybe Matt's a little bit like, well... I'm, I'm kind of special, and I kind of like being the <laughs> only one that can do this. So Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I did, yeah. So Matt basically says, I'm going to put the Gloriana thing to one side while I fix this. There's this guy called the Cossack who's threatening. Yeah, so threatening, and and that, he, he's you know, put the, out a ransom on the sea. And, and this is good because this is Matt realizing the priority list. He's mm-hmm. like, I need to find out about Gloriana, but mm-hmm. at the same time, this villain is more of pertinent you know yeah. i need to focus on this he wants 15 million dollars in gems and jewels paid over otherwise he's going to make terror rain down from the sky uh he says it to the the mayor's office and the mayor is mentioned again as being an angry person i don't mm-hmm. know who the mayor is at the moment um, i don't sure know we'll find out um so matt quickly changes back into his daredevil thing goes and sees and uh, black widow and says you know what does he mean by all this um you know, I've got to, I've got to stop it for you. Um, and Black Widow is having a tough time thinking because she's worried that she's going to be blind forever, and it's really affecting her. And she says, you know, I really, I'm very dependent on my sight. I, the idea of not being able to see the world, I use it in everything I do. Mm-hmm. My sight is a big part of my my um, my work and my fighting. And he says, you know, there's other ways to touch the world, Natasha. And he says, don't worry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix this for you. And then at that moment, after Daredevil realized there was more important things, he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Um, Gloriana is actually my main focus right now. Yeah. I'm gonna let the police deal with uh, this Cos- this Cossack guy. Mm-hmm. I need to deal with <laughs> Gloriana. So, he so goes- he, yeah, he goes over to her apartment and realizes the park, the apartment has been vacated yeah there's it's no been emptied there's a yeah there's nobody in there and he reads the note says daredevil uh you'll think me guilty sorry and he and obviously when he goes in there she goes he goes oh this does not look good if she's not guilty why would she run and mm-hmm. then this note is saying to daredevil i'm not guilty however i the, know it's going to look that way coming. but the gal's coming and i need to do this to save myself and then matt because of his sensitive touch he's able to notice that on that note he actually, there was something that she had written bef- on a piece of paper mm-hmm. on top of that mm-hmm. because it leaves that little indent on the paper yeah. below. And he finds out that uh, she's going to be flying out on an airplane and she got the flight, he got the flight number. Yeah, he gets the, it's the, the, the airline TWA, who I don't think we're around anymore. And leaving at 1150. Yeah, so he's like, okay, I've got to go over, get to the airport. As he's getting to the airport, um, someone else is already there. It's the Cossack, and he's talking about how his plan is to go in and take take over the um, air traffic control room 
and blind everybody basically there and cause the plane to and, crash. And Daredevil realizes this on his way on yeah. his way to the airport because uh, the the uh, while he was doing the newscast, uh, the, the Kozak had, had said that he was going to rain down from the sky. Yeah. And then Daredevil put two and two together. Yeah, and he's he like, says there's oh. 270 airplanes in the air above. I think it's 270, doesn't he say? Uh, uh, I, I I can't remember, but he said a lot. There's a lot. 250, sorry, 250 airplanes over the city. Um, as he's walking in, he sees Gloriana and says, a hey, pretty lady, um, you want me to get... He says, hey, my little dumpling. My little dumpling. My little dumpling. Come to me tomorrow and I buy you diamonds. And she's like, get your hand away uh, yeah. from me, buddy. And he it, says, it, okay, tomorrow. Yeah, diamonds, tomorrow, trust me. You're going to be back. Also, <laughs> the person that's there is the Gale. Yeah. He's there and he's hiding and he's trying to get on a plane to get away. And he spots Gloriana. And Grabs her on the shoulder, yep. throws her into the closet, and I mean, the, the Gale is so vicious. Yeah. He pulls out a knife. He says, he Look, talks, I've got a plane to catch. Yeah, I promised I was going to kill you. Yeah, slowly. I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill you slowly. He looks, I love the fact that since he's disfigured now, yeah. and the fact that he's so grotesque and so, or he's, he looks so grotesque, it's so great because it goes with his personality yeah. of how grotesque his killings are yeah. so it, it's 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 a nice little touch while he's doing that he suddenly realizes he's blind and the machine has been activated the air traffic control and people in the airport have gone blind but not everybody someone has just arrived and they say so this thing works in blasts it yeah emits something makes people blind and then it it's a good thing the gale went blind yeah so um someone says i don't know i just got here but uh, something seems to be going on um Daredevil runs down a corridor and, to find the and main the, radio. And I don't know if we meant, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but the Gales man, Gales man or, or not, not the Gales man, the, the Cossack, Cossack's man are wearing the helmets, the same helmet, so they don't go blind as yeah. well. Daredevil and rounds a corner I love and sees this. a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah, they and they go, Daredevil. hey, but he should have been affected by the the blind Why blast. Is he blind? And, and then, then he Daredevil, yeah, he he does a little like, whoa, I'm blind, I can't see, I stumble around. He stumbles towards them. They drop their guard a little bit, then he knocks them both out, he smashes into the room, takes out the um, the Cossack, um, who one of the other men says, you're not blind, but he takes him out as well. Um, meanwhile, Gloriana is walking down the same corridor and calling for help. Um, he spots Matt hears, um, Daredevil hears Gloriana's voice, gets distracted, the Cossack grabs him, but he takes him out quickly, and just as Matt, uh, as Daredevil gets to him and says, it's going to be okay, the gale is arriving, and Daredevil goes up behind him and taps him on hey, the shoulder. Hey, guess who? Guess who? Guess who? And, and we don't actually see the takedown, no. but I bet you it was, it was nasty. Yeah, <laughs> so it's going to be nasty. They're all done. Everything. Everyone's safe. Uh, the machine is switched off. No one goes blind. The planes land safely. And Black Widow reveals to Daredevil when she turns on the light that she is no longer blind, meaning it was a temporary blindness. Yes. It was not time a long-term one. Passed. Everything is okay. Yeah. So this next issue is incredibly weird. 218. Two, oh, no, sorry. No, no, I was jumping in. No, 218 is amazing. 218. Sorry, 219. I, I, I was... I. I'm reading some of these. Some of these are Marvel limited. Some of them are not. Yeah. And I had skipped ahead to the next one, and I realized that I have to go back to my to the floppy yeah. for uh, for two eighteen. Two eighteen is the return of the Jester, which, as you all at home know, is one of Jamie and mine's favorite villains. Mm-hmm. We love the Jester characters. Yeah, oh, he's not ca- a villain. Yeah, he's a hero. Ca- <laughs> character in general, and and I'll be honest with you, not only is this story great. This story also pretty much wraps up the Jester, the Jester storyline, yeah. which is kind of sad 
because I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But if you go all the way back to issue 42 and then mm-hmm. 44, 45, 46, yeah. when Stan Lee first introduced him uh, with uh, Gene Colan, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's been a whirlwind. Obviously, he's only popped up maybe six or seven times, but... It's been delightful. It's been delightful time. every single time. And this yeah. sort of wraps it up. So just for those of you that don't really know too much about the Jester, because he's not really a popular uh, villain or character today, yeah. um, he was an actor, and he was booed off the stage and kind of shunned, and he ended up creating this alter ego villain um, mm-hmm. identity. He, he was he, and he, he, he starred in a, in a, a play of Serrano de Bergerac where he was... Uh, basically torn apart by the critics mm-hmm. ended up the only job that he could get was as the fool guy the mm-hmm. prank fool guy the guy that would get hit yeah that would get hit with pies in the face and and he ended up uh, developing this alter ego as the jester but what we like about him so much is how he creatively thinks he's got awesome little toys that he uses mm-hmm. but he does it for the thrill yeah. and for the fame yeah. he doesn't care about the prize he doesn't care about the gold he doesn't care no. about any of that he just does it for the art just he, for the, the fun of it he is a true artist mm-hmm. it's a great cover by uh, Keith Pollard mm-hmm. um, and the uh, interior artist on this one is um, Sal Bashema. yes who is I, I love his artwork him and uh, his brother John, John. Are both just incredible artists um, <clears throat> we start with um, there's a couple of in- inmates that are in a prison and they're fencing an one of them is quoting Serrano de Bergerac and we are it's revealed that the jester has basically set it up with the warden in this prison that he can do fencing as a mm-hmm. release so that he can rehabilitate therapy. himself therapy it's fencing yeah. therapy and they're just like this is goofy why do we even have to put up with well, this well it turns out that it was all kind of a ploy and the jester actually used that to get somebody to identify uh, tend to be him yeah. by talking the same way yeah. delivering lines from a famous mm-hmm. play got five cartons of cigarettes yeah doing all that he got five cards of cigarettes yeah. and uh so everyone assumed the jester was was one of the people fencing but it turns mm-hmm. out it wasn't and then he kind of snuck out through a laundry chute or something he did and, the laundry the laundry he, truck escape. yeah and escaped via laundry truck yeah. Um, we cut to Kennedy Airport and Gloriana's heading back to Ireland for a short while. Her visa's just expired. Well, we don't know how system. short it's going to be because it kind of makes it sound like she doesn't know when she's going to be coming she's back. She's got a lot of thinking. She's getting an Aer Lingus yeah. flight this time. So, you know, she's heading straight home. You know, I kind of feel I feel bad for Matt because she didn't really have anything too wrong with her. No. I, I understand, you know, the questionable, like, helping terrorists type of yeah. thing. But, I mean, she was kind of a normal person. He was kind of fun to be with. You know, yeah. she was playful. They were having a great time. Yeah. I, so I feel bad for Matt because before he had to deal with Heather, who ended up being just, she was like, Almost like Debbie, but a little bit better. Mm. <laughs> you know, all about the nightlife, all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. You know, she blurbed about. And, and then dealing with Black Widow, who they couldn't be together because mm-hmm. that and an Electra, and then Karen Page not being able to handle him being Daredevil. So I just feel bad for him. And I kind of thought you know, it would be nice if Gloriana stuck around for a while, yeah. but... She's happy to bandage his arms while he's telling lies yeah. about muggins and stuff. Um, while they're at the airport, a actor comes in, Mr. LaForge, um who is here to perform a on play cable on TV. cable TV. On cable TV. He's going to do a, a performance of Serrano de Bergerac, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Um, I, and I love this. And then and then he, he sees spots Matt. he spots Matt walking, and he can tell Matt's blind. And he goes, oh, a handicap. I love this. I want to speak to a him. A handicap. Take me to the handicap. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I sympathize with you, sir. I once played Oedipus Rex. Yeah. To splendid reviews, of course. And I comprehend the plight of the blind. 
And he goes, do you know Oedipus Rex? And then Matt's like, yeah, he loved his mother a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Droll. Bid thee farewell. So. Yeah. Um, Oedipus Rex. Now, there was someone, I can't remember if it was a theater studies class or a, a Greek class, a uh, ancient history class that I took. They, in, they, there was a teacher that insisted that it was Oedipus and wouldn't say it any other way. I've, I've, ne- I, I've, yeah. I've never heard that no, before. No, exactly. And well, that was over in England, right? Don't be like that. <laughs> Oedipus. They kept saying, no, the correct way to say it is Oedipus. And I think they were messing with me. They, it's they, funny. They, they probably were. Okay, Mr. LaForge gets out, and there's two cars waiting for him, two limos. And he says, beat it, buddy. Uh, you know, one limo driver says, I'm here for LaForge. Jamie, this this is great because you, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You got two people, right? One yeah. of them is the jester secretly, yeah. and the other one is the real driver. And the jester obviously knows exactly what to say to get this fellow actor yeah. to, to choose him. He's such a brilliant character, he Jamie. Says, uh, he says, listen, pal, the television studio sent me to pick up the greatest <laughs> performer, the best actor of modern time, Riding with him will be my greatest honor. And LaForge goes, Oh, this this guy knows what's on. Yeah. I'm going with this driver. <laughs> See you later. Um, and, and we, Matt's walking by yeah, and he says, There's something familiar, there's something about, that familiar about that guy's voice, but he's a little preoccupied with Gloriana just leaving, so he doesn't quite put two and two together yeah. the, uh, where he recognized the voice from. No. We cut to a, an old theater and we discover that LaForge, has, the driver was indeed um, the jester, and LaForge has been kidnapped. And has been told to keep his mouth quiet and stay exactly where he is. So the, the jester's je- getting into his old costume. Yeah, he's which is I love the fact mm-hmm. that it's his old one because if if you guys remember, he ended up changing his mm-hmm. uh, his costume. So I love the old one, and we kind of find out what his plan is. He's mm-hmm. obviously going to take the place LaForge. of LaForge, pretend to be him, so he can perform the role on TV that he was destined to do. Yeah, that got booed off a of stage mm-hmm. when he was a much younger cat. Yeah. Um, later on at a cafe, uh, finally foggy, 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 foggy got that. Date. Yeah. He got that dinner date with Matt that he, he wanted did. because he felt, he felt so alone and so bad. And yeah, he's stuffing his, just being a downer and he's stuffing his face and even his face. And even Matt goes, um, are you hungry tonight? Foggy? That's your fourth serving of chicken you've eaten. And yeah. foggy goes, eating's the only fun I have these days, Matt. But you know that it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and then Matt just Matt, Matt leaves and says, "I can't take it anymore." Yeah, he's he's downerisms. Is, is, is Fog, Foggy was like, "Was it something I said?" Yeah, um, he gets dressed, changes into his Daredevil costume, goes out and he's thinking about floating through town, and he says, "Hang on a second, something's been bugging me." That guy's voice I heard. That's what it was. That's what's been bugging me. I know who that was. So he puts two and two together and found out he remembers it's the jester. So he ends up going to the jester's house, his old hideout. Yeah, Love it. Amazing. Amazing little Victorian mansion. Yeah. Or it, it's it's great. So he goes inside, and inside waiting are some booby tracks, booby traps, which is perfect because that's kind of one of the, the cool things about the jester. Mm-hmm. So he ends up uh, having some darts shot at him that he's yeah. able to avoid. There's and three th- goons come th- out. Three goons come out. They're like, hey, the jester, the jester paid us. He said, you know, we wouldn't have to wait too long. You'd yeah. come out. So Daredevil ends up having to fight these three guys, and they all have jester weapons, which is what's so cool. One of yeah. them has a sword. The other one has a, a, a little miniature airplane that, that shoots. Um, has a little dart on the front. A little dart on the front meant to kill. And the, the other, other one's one got the, bulls. The, the, the heavy, uh, like, explosion balls. Yeah. And so Daredevil's able to foil those guys. But some great sequences of, of fighting. Yeah. He actually ends up hitting one of the balls 
back at the guy who threw him and ends up exploding on his on his behind. That was no, good. that's the plane. The plane. Oh, the plane. The plane yeah, plane so, starts him in the butt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, and he, he says, "Oh, yeah, oh, that's uh, that's painful. Uh, that's no good." They mentioned that the the jester's plan is something about doing showing the critics where they were wrong, and he's going to be the definitive somebody or other. And he says, "Of course, it's Serrano de Bergerac." And then we get a great little. Uh, it's a great little like little, sum up of all the jester stories, yeah. kind of so far, or. or not, not the stories, but just his, kind of what we already talked to you. Yeah, his origin, what we said mm-hmm. earlier today. And, th- and th- this is what happens. So Daredevil ends up going to the studio, and uh, he starts to watch the jester perform, and he is absolutely amazed by how good the jester is doing. Yeah, and it's not just him, it's everyone. The, the, the audience, the, the technicians, audience, everybody is loving, is loving it. So Daredevil actually has a choice to make. He notices... That he notices that the jester left his costume in the corner, which he's like, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does it for luck or whatever, because he's dressed like the actor right now. The mm-hmm. jester is with the fake nose and the everything. And 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 Daredevil hears that the cops are coming, so he yeah. goes, you know what? The, uh, what's his name? The LaForge. Was that his name? Yeah, yeah LaForge was escaped. Escaped. To get to police and tell uh-huh. them what happened. So Lieutenant Raphael Scarf mm-hmm. is coming. So I love the fact that Daredevil does this. I don't know, Jamie. I thought this was so this cool when I read it. So what Daredevil does is he grabs the jester's outfit, puts it on, and pretends to be the jester so he can lure the cops away. So they end up chasing him, and then mm-hmm. he reveals who he is. He, he has a couple lines where he says, it's kind of funny wearing a suit on top of my own suit. But um, after the cops after he lets the cops catch him, they end up uh, saying, Daredevil, what are you doing? Why were you doing that? Explain yourself. And he goes, the jester was performing. He was doing such an amazing job. I could not let you interrupt it because Mm -hmm. all these people paid all this money and they deserve to see this amazing show. And at the same time, this is the jester's personality. This is what he does. If he gets this performance, there's a chance that he will not go back to crime and this will be able to end it for him. And sure enough, at the very end of it, the, the, um, the jester reveals himself after he takes his bow. He walks up to the policeman and basically he's like, go ahead, arrest me. Yeah. I just put on the perfect show, so that's all I needed to do. Yeah. So Daredevil did that for the jester. Remember everything that the jester put the Daredevil through? Yeah. I mean, he put him through a ton of stuff, but he thought about how he was almost rehabilitated yeah. by getting this play out. Yeah. So it was a cool little moment. It was a fun comic book. I really liked it. I'm kind of sad that it kind of wraps up the jester storyline for a while. Yeah. But... Uh, We'll see what happens. But it's the great, it's the, a great wrap up. Great, great, great wrap now up. And we have an odd little issue. Now this two, is the one that I thought we were going to do. I had yeah, them um, two nineteen. Yeah, I had them kind of mixed now, up. This one is um, there's a, a young writer that comes in and uh, he he does he takes care of the writing duties on this one. He's a guy. He's a cat called Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Never Frank heard Miller, of him. Never heard of him. And a different Buscema did the art. John Buscema. John Buscema, the brother, um, he comes in. So we have the two Buscemas either side. The cover is Frank Miller, and we see Daredevil reflected in some uh, some some lawman's glasses. The uh, style of the cover looks so much more like his Dark Knight Strikes again. This is this is he's he, Frank Miller. In the meantime, has gone to DC and he's done Ronin and. Has he gone Dark Knight yet? No, I don't think he's done Dark The Dark Knight, Knight Returns? Yeah, no, I don't think... this th- is AE. I don't think so. No, AE6 was Dark Knight Returns, but, but he's definitely done Ronin. But the style of this is more of what you think of it's when that you... that blocky, chunky... Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a shame, because I really liked what he was doing at the beginning yeah. with Daredevil. He was kind of getting there at the, in issue 191. Yeah, it was starting to, one, it it was starting to, to kind of shift this way. Yeah. But so this... This th- one's called Badlands. It's just Frank Miller's just writing it, and, and it, uh, John Shum is doing it. It literally has, like... 
nothing it. to do with Daredevil. Daredevil features possibly. We don't know if it is definitely Daredevil. It's a guy who doesn't a, speak. It's ever. a dr- it's a drifter. It's a drifter going with red to it. Yeah, who never speaks. Who never speaks. Yeah, and he goes to a town where, which has a questionable uh, history. There's a a kid that's robbing a a um, a diner, but no one seems to be that bothered by it. They're just getting on with their day. Um, and he pulls, he's pointing, waving a gun around. The drifter comes in and gets a coffee. Um, the waitress flips a pancake into the, the robber's face just for something to do. The drifter easily kicks the kid out of the window and beats him up quite quickly. The police are outside waiting for him because they know he robs the place every now and then. And it's just, he robs the place and he goes to his mom and then his mom takes the money back. And the cop comes in and says, okay, let's have a look. Uh, the drifters he's got id he's got all of this stuff you came from the city for no reason um you're a stranger here let's just uh, move along we don't want you here um and, and that just throughout the whole issue that's what ends up happening mm-hmm. is that nobody wants this drifter to to interfere it, it almost seems like the town has some dark history yeah and they're okay with it and they don't want an outsider to come in and kind of disrupt the flow of the town yeah now, the waitress drives by and honks and says to the drifter, get in, I know a place you can stay while you're here. Again, not a word is spoken by mm-hmm. the drifter. Um, then we cut over to Mar Myrtle, um, who is the a matriarch, a, a, a matriarch that is has all of the kids that were causing trouble, that, um, the guy that was robbing the place, and the cop is dropping him off and says, look, we've got a bit of trouble here, something's going on. And she's very religious. She's talking about how these guys, she's she's tried to raise them right, and they're all doing bad things. With, I wouldn't, they're creating sins with guns and she, knives. She may be religious, but she's also kind of a punk. She's a punk, but she's she uses religion as a way of beating the kids. Yeah. And there's a great thing that happens, which is that while she's beating one kid, the other kid will always say, hit him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him harder. Hit him harder. Yeah. Um, so... Um, the cop mentioned something and she says, don't even go there. You, you both know that our, all of our hands are dirty on this one. So we know something's going on. Um, the drifter, meanwhile, arrives at the hotel. Cossie's Motel. Cossie's Motel. And Cossie's there. She's a she's kind of a lushy old lady who obviously has some... Um, she's had something bad happen in her life and she just drink. She's drinking and running the hotel. She's very... Um, it's a brothel. Emotional, it was I don't think it's it a brothel. It? it doesn't say out and out that it's a brothel. It just sort of says that well, she she's just she she talks about how she lost her great love and then drinks until she passes out. And the drifter goes up to a room, has a nightmare about a guy being beaten with chains, and decides that he needs to go out for some fresh air. Gets dressed back into his drifter outfit, and then that same little punk inside of the bar yeah. starts to pick another fight with with this biker dude. So this is, so we we now now enter in the frame is this biker guy who yeah. just wants to be alone who has some shady past that we yeah. don't really know at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, that same punk from the beginning um, ends up breaking a bottle, trying to pick a fight with him. And, of course, the drifter, who happens to be getting a drink at the same time, ends up breaking it up. A glass of water. Oh, uh, sorry, drinking a glass of water. Yeah. And ends up breaking it up and throwing the guy on the ground. Yeah. Um, and a, a big fight breaks out. A bar, a little bar brawl breaks out because the kid falls back into a table where a bunch of people are sitting around. Uh, the cop comes in, fires a gun up in the air, and arrests the biker and the drifter. Goes back to Mars house and says, "You know something's going on here. This guy's getting starting to cause trouble." The biker was getting a little aggressive. He hasn't been like that since. You know what happened? She says, "Don't even talk about it." Uh, Mar beats up one of her other kids. Or the other one says, "Hit him again. Hit him again." And um, then we cut to the jail, 
and the biker's talking about how, um, you know, he had a great bike. He was a really good guy. Then a guy came into town who was a cop, mm-hmm. and um, he was beaten to death, beaten to death by someone. They said it was bikers, but it wasn't. They took the fall. They took the fall. The bikers took the fall of a cop being beaten. The cop who has red hair and looks very similar to uh, Matt Murdock and all of the stuff that we see uh, is John. And while we go back to Cossie's place, she's waiting to see if the drifter comes back, but he doesn't. Uh, But what we get instead is the little punk kid and he attacks her. Um, Then we cut back to the jail and we get a little more of the story about how they set up the cop was set up and Ma and the the chief cop that's been going around causing trouble uh, were running a criminal racket and the good cop was coming, getting a little too close to everything. So they mm-hmm. set up, they, they were the ones that beat him <clears throat> while this is going on. That cop comes down and says, uh, you shouldn't talk so much, come on out and shoots him in the back. Yeah. And then he says to the drifter, you can come on out now and points the gun at him. The drifter runs around quickly, punches him in the face and whilst our biker friend is bleeding out um he runs up and he uh the the drifter basically leaves he's heading to cossie's place to see if she's okay the policeman comes to he runs up and grabs his um his police car Mm -hmm. drives over to cossie's uh the biker gets up and gets onto his bike um they get to Cossie's and the family are outside and they throw in a molotov cocktail to try and burn the house down um, but the biker come, the, the drifter comes out while the fire's burning around him. They try and shoot him, and then our the, friend, bu- the, the, the biker, biker who's he's literally bleeding out to yeah. death, does a head-on collision and kills the cop. It is a big explosion. Uh, yeah, the, the police the, car explodes. Yeah, and inside the police car was the 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 all the bad people. All the bad people died. Yeah, and the drifter drifts off. So, Jamie, what was the point of this issue? It was that it was Frank Miller. That's the only point. But but like Daredevil does not make an appearance. No. It's not a dream sequence. It doesn't connect to anything. No. So it's literally a story that Frank Miller had and was like, hey, let's put it in Daredevil. Yeah. And, and when you draw Will the... Will you come back and do something yeah. for us, Frank Miller? Because we're losing <clears throat> readers. When you, draw the, when you draw the drifter, make him kind of look like Matt Murdock. Yeah. I don't know. See, th- th- this just like... <sighs> it's very... It's... it's it's Frank Miller doing his best, like, uh, noir, like, southern noir. Here's the thing. The story's okay. It's, it, you it, know what? It, but, I don't even think it's that uh, good. Yeah, yeah. But but, but, uh, but but my point is, is saying this is not a Daredevil sto- no. story at all, and this is a Daredevil comic book. It's a book. Frank Miller story. Yeah. That's, that's all it is, and that's the only connection. It's kind of sad that it actually made it into Daredevil, because when you think about it, of Daredevil's now been, what, like, 630-some issues or whatever? Yeah. One of those six hundred and thirty some Daredevil does not even pop up in, yeah. or Matt Murdock. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if that. Yeah, we don't know if that was Daredevil. It's never said. It's never. It's kind of implied just by the fact that it's in his book. But we don't know if the Drifter was Matt Murdock. Or <coughs> we move on now to issue two twenty. Yes, which is a really cheery, happy. It is so happy. I love this. No, it's a great no. cover. It it's is a, a great beautiful cover. cover. It's a, a, a Mazzucchelli cover. It's Daredevil in the fog. So I actually mentioned this a little bit ago, but we have the return of one of Matt's previous flames, mm-hmm. Heather Glenn. Heather Glenn makes a very big appearance. Yeah, she does. She's yes. she's 
been drinking. Yeah, so she's so she's on the phone. Uh, actually, what, one thing I want to say that this issue is called fog, mm-hmm. and throughout the whole issue, I love whenever they're outside because the way it's drawn and colored, the fog looks yeah, so everything cool. Everything is just murky beyond belief. So the last two issues were drawn by. Um, the Bushemas. The so now we're back to David Ma- Mazzuchelli. Mm-hmm. So my guess is, is that like now you know we're back into the story that the other two were kind of fill in like, yeah, um, like yeah, because even the Jester story, which I absolutely love, had nothing to do with the current storylines no. of what was going on so much. So this issue opens up, and like Jamie had said, Heather Glenn is just drunk out of her mind. She's crying. She looks terrible. She's on the phone. She's saying like, Matt, Matt, are you listening? You got to come here. You need to come here, or I'll die. And Matt's like, uh, What time is it? It's three o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to come over there. I would never get a cab or anything. And Heather's like, You don't need a cab, Daredevil. You don't need a cab. You're, you're Daredevil. Yeah. You can swing over. And Daredevil's like, Oh, fine. So he heads over through so the be fog. There in 15 minutes. Love the way it looks through the fog. He gets there and he sees Heather Glenn almost passed out. Yeah, he Luckily, a couple having an argument. Luckily, she's not dead. She's just drunk. And yeah. she picks up the bottle and starts drinking some more. And she goes, goes what are you doing what are you doing like this is like this is uh you know you were were you in an, uh, an emergency or anything and she goes no i just thought this was the only way you would get to it and and this is where the argument that daredevil heard right before comes mm-hmm. into play because he goes look heather on my way here i overheard a domestic a potential domestic abuse going on in an, in a house a man was saying he was going to beat a woman, and mm-hmm. I decided it was more important for me to come and see you. Something could have happened to her, and and if something did, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So the fact that you called mm-hmm. me over here when it was not an emergency and you lied, that is not okay. So what does Daredevil do? He leaves, yeah. and when he leaves, he hears a bam, 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 and he heads over, and he finds out that the argument that he heard the woman got shot and killed. Yeah. And there's a guy, he's, but just before he runs off, he spots a guy that's smoking cigarettes that is, and he says, that's not an American brand. I wonder what's going on. And then mm-hmm. he hears the shots and then he goes, and it's um, Manny and Doris are the couple the, that he heard having an argument. But, but see, Jamie, this is huge because this was, Daredevil made a mistake. Yeah. Because uh, I talked about this, I think, last podcast mm-hmm. that we were going to talk about this in this podcast is that Daredevil had a decision to make. Do I go to Heather who told me that she's in danger, or do I stop this this potential domestic issue that's going to happen yeah. here? And he chose to go over Heather probably for personal reasons. He chose that over that one, and he made the wrong decision. Yeah. And because he did that, he's going to have to live with it, live with this now forever. Yeah. So he calls out the the guy. He catches up with him and says, "You know, the fog isn't going to save you." And put the gun down. The guy fires off four shots, and then Daredevil hits him once, breaks his jaw. Phones the police and says, "Here's the body of the guy that get, that, that killed the woman. There's the body of the woman." Um, so, so Matt he gets back home. And yeah, and the, the phone, phone rings. rings. He picks it up and it's Heather on the phone, and she's saying, "Matt, this is Heather. I've got to." And Matt goes, "Look, save it. Because of you, I didn't do something I should have done, and a woman died." And then in the phone, we can hear before Matt hangs it up. But I'll die too, and Matt hangs it up. So, so. Matt, in his Daredevil outfit with his mask off, is sitting down on the bed, devastated for what happened. Okay, so we cut to the next day, right? It's still foggy. Love the way it's drawn. I love that little splotching of uh, how they do the fog. He shows up, uh, sees Becky, and goes, hey, Becky, what's up? And Becky goes, you've had a whole bunch of phone calls, seven from Heather Glenn, all sounding urgent. And Matt was like, oh, whatever, who cares? Where's Foggy? Well, the eighth one was for Foggy, so Foggy started to head over there um, because 
you know, she sounded like she was in Have trouble. Foggy. Yeah, for yeah. Hoggy. So Matt's like, okay, fine, whatever. And Foggy then, says, Foggy then phones. Phones, and he gets a phone call from Foggy, and Foggy goes, hey, Matt, uh, you better come down here. So something bad has happened. So Matt, as Matt, goes over to her apartment, to mm-hmm. Heather's apartment, and finds Heather. She hung herself and is dead. Yeah, she's hanged. It looks like she used the telephone uh, coil. He gets there, and he, he senses the, the smell of death. And he... He walks out. It's foggy again. He walks out. Um, Matt, I mean, is yeah. walking in the fog, and uh, he's, t- think he's about, talking think about how he could have done something. Yeah, but he's just bought. think about that for a second, though. Like he made the wrong decision, then he didn't listen to her the second time. So now two people are dead, including somebody he almost married mm-hmm. that that he loved. I mean, Matt is going through some serious, yeah. serious stuff right now, which is not his fault. But of no. course, as everybody knows, mm-hmm. he's going to blame himself. And he does blame himself all the way back to, well, maybe I could have made it work with us. Maybe I should have tried harder to love yeah. her. And I mean, if you guys remember, I mean, like she was pretty messed up to him. And yeah. she even outed him later on. Yeah. So so he's he's walking and thinking and he sits down and he's thinking about like the the sense of the room, how he's how it affected him, the whole sense of the room, the feeling of her being dead in there, the the sense of everything that was that was there, and he says, you know, the smell, the smell of the room, and then he thinks, hang on a second, there was a smell in the room that shouldn't be there, and he says, of course, I remember the guy outside was smoking these cigarettes that weren't American brand, I sense that in the room, there's something not quite right here, so he comes back and he finds one of the cigarettes. And mentions that Heather was not a smoker. She couldn't stand cigarette smoke. So here's the guy, there's a cigarette butt on the ground, and he knows it was the guy that was outside the room. There's a safe behind the uh, a picture. He opens it, and it's empty. And he knows that there was stuff in there. So he heads over to Foggy's, wakes him up at like 2 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and it's like, hey, Foggy, I need some information. And uh, yeah. Foggy's like, uh, how'd you get in? And I love it. Matt's like, never mind that. Never that's, mind not, that. that's not important. Hey, so uh, back when um, you know Heather was kind of leaving Glenn Industries and stuff, mm-hmm. was there any type of payout, anything? And, yeah. and Foggy's like, yeah, there was you know some blue, blue chip stocks, a couple tax-exempt bonds, a couple of patents. You know, Her father was an industrialist. And then patents. Uh, says, the, yeah, didn't someone try the, and buy the patents? A foreign businessman? Yeah. And that kind of rung, yeah, rung a bell with a mat. Yeah. So yeah. he. Foggy says, yeah, a guy named Silvio Guilio. From yeah. Venice. From Venice. So Matt says, that's perfect. So. This he, is where Foggy, that's, that's his strength, is his steel trap mind. He can remember the yeah. tiniest details. He's got to be good is, for something. He knows that, that Matt is. Devil because he knows all the details. He's put it all together and he's just letting it fly. This is issue uh, 220. And his best friend still does not know. Officially. Think about that, though. 220 issues so far Mm -hmm. and Foggy had never found out. Yeah. What a great lawyer. Anyways, (laughs) just kidding. Um, So... Matt, Matt Matt needs to get some information Matt about this, some information this and he guy. Goes, he goes to his favorite place. So Josie's. And Joseph's. we get Turk and Grotto. It's Turk always great when Turk and Grotto pop they're up. They're talking you know? about how lousy the weather is. They're talking about how some guy broke into a house and stole a TV but then couldn't find his car because it was so foggy and got arrested. And they're saying that's terrible. And then they're saying, you know, this is this is really bad. Um, he says he thought it was a cab. He, he saw a cab. He thought it was a cab. He hailed it. It was a cop car. <laughs> bad luck. And he says, well, things could get worse. And then Grotto says, they, uh, no, Daredevil says they just did. 
and he walks up, and some guy tries to hit him, he just knocks him out behind him. So the information that Daredevil wants yeah. is he wants to get some information about a security system for a building on the lower on lower fifth that's laced to an Italian named Guglio. So he gets that information. I actually like this. So he goes over to the place, yeah. and there's a couple of security measures that this building has. One of them is a body heat detector, yeah. and the other one is a device that detects human respiration. Yeah. So he needs to get, in order to get past these, oh, and there's also a camera too. Yeah. But in order to get past these, he has to be clever. So what he does is he gets bags of ice, mm -hmm. and he puts them around his body. Yeah. As he walks through, that will lower his body temperature so it doesn't yeah. register on the uh, body heat detector, and, and then, then he, he controls, his, he controls breathing. his breathing to make it seem like he's just a mouse going yeah. through. And, and he, he knocks the camera with his, his billy, billy club. club. Mm -hmm. uh, the security guards are like, something's wrong, one of the cameras has gone on, and he's like, well, the heat thing says no one's there, and there's a mouse running around. And they mention, you know, how expensive this place is, but they still get mice. Um, and then he says, well, let's finish our coffees, we'll go look at the camera in a bit. So. They get by, um, uh, Matt gets by the guards, and he, he finds a, a bunch of Italians um, talking in a room, which we're guessing is the Silvio Gullio. Gullio. And they happen to be tacking, talking about the patent that they that they the got patents. from Heather Glenn's uh, safe. So that's yeah. when Daredevil uh, bursts into the room, points a couple of fingers. The Italians pull out their guns. Daredevil takes, you know, knocks them all out, does yeah. does a couple of kicks and punches and everything, and, and then Gulio goes out on the run. Yeah. And so Daredevil tries to track him down. He actually picks up a gun to blow out a door. And then when he did that, one of the bullets ricocheted off of the door handle mm -hmm. and hit him in the face, which kind of messed up his uh, radar yeah, sense a little bit. He goes outside into the fog. He doesn't sense that Gulio is there with the board because of the bullet ricocheting mm -hmm. off of his head. And uh, he ends up getting hit with the board a couple times, but Daredevil's able to quickly, you know, you know, recover himself and knocks uh, Gulio out, Gulio out mm -hmm. and, and goes. I love this image, by the way, uh, Jamie, of Daredevil over Gulio's body, mm -hmm. looking all menacing. It's mm -hmm. Mazzuchelli, like uh, mm -hmm. I love his the way he yeah. he draws Daredevil when he's all tense and stressed out. Yeah. So over Gulio's body, he goes, "Hey, Gulio." Why'd you have to kill her? Why couldn't you just steal the patent? And Gulio goes, dude, I didn't kill her. Yeah. And then we find out after he's being interrogated and Matt uses his lie detector uh, yeah. heart rate thing that it's true. When he showed up to steal the patents, Heather had already hung herself. So yeah. she really did commit suicide. So because of that, Matt was hoping, he was secretly hoping that he had found her uh, killer, mm -hmm. so he could bring him to justice, yeah. and in turn, making him feel better about the death of Heather Glenn. But yeah. it turns out, kind of take him off the, the yeah. Hook it was actually suicide. Yeah. So uh, he feels bad again, and once again, he blames himself. Yeah, and that's pretty much how the issue ends. Yeah, we we see Foggy. We go we we go to Foggy and uh, uh, to Nelson and Murdoch's offices, and Foggy says, "I got a note from." Uh, Heather, she oh. must have mailed it before, and it's just saying I'm sorry. And uh, and he says, "How do you feel? Are you okay?" And and Matt says, "I feel guilty, guilty of sin." So b before we go on to 221, which is the last issue we're going to cover, mm -hmm. just breaking down the, the women that Matt have been through, yeah. uh, been with so far. Obviously, Heather Glenn is now dead, and she mm -hmm. was a major player for a very, very, mm -hmm. very long time, yeah. like 30, 40 some issues or something. More she was that, yeah. was in them. Um, how did you feel how they ended her storyline? 
the only the, sense because yeah. it's tragic and, and it was, helps and she was becoming very tragic and it helps kind of shape Daredevil's yeah. character but it, it's it's an interesting it's way harsh. to go it's very harsh because I mean we haven't done Born Again yet so I'm not going to give anything yeah. away but Daredevil his his um, love interest love interests that are his love interests yeah are a lot of them end up having tragic things that happen to them yeah this is the second one that's that's died that we know of yeah Elektra mm-hmm. her Mm-hmm. We've got more that are going to probably die coming up. We don't know that. Probably. I think I, there's going to be happiness from now on. Uh, maybe. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> 221. Last issue we're going over today, and we did get that price increase you were talking about. It yeah. went from 60 cents to 65 cents. But still 30 pennies. Yeah. 30 did you notice how, how this does not have a, um, a corner box? A corner box. No. No, it's a very tidy cover. Mm-hmm. As a Chelly, we see Daredevil on a gondola in Venice being shot at by a couple of fancily dressed goons. Lots of guns. This is uh, the the cover title is Death in Venice. The interior title is Behold My Vengeance. And we have uh, we start with Matt laying a they do they do Heather's uh, grave. They do that a lot. The ti- the title on the mm-hmm. front is different than the title on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it's hard not to feel bad for for Matt. No, Matt's feeling really bad about what happened. And he goes to see Ben Urich to get some information. Um, and he wants to find out about the Council of Ten, the Italian group that were responsible for stealing the patterns. Um, this is him still trying to re- feel better. Yeah, he's he's trying to, 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 to make good on... He's trying to get rid of his guilt by yeah. fixing it the way he knows how. Um, ben... <clears throat> says, you know, they're in Venice, they do this, they do that, they're a crime bunch. We have a crime bureau in Rome. They say that these group are neo-fascists. Um, they got uh, ideas about taking over the government, uh, name themselves after the 13th century group with similar program. Um, the leaders are Bozo called, I love that he calls <laughs> him a Bozo. Leaders are Bozo called Emilio Rus, half German, half Italian, owns a medieval palace in Venice. And uh, Dedo says, cool, got what I need, see you later. Um, and then he goes off and goes to see Foggy. Um, he jumps into his office, gets changed, and Foggy says, "How do you do that?" I, I like I like how he tells Foggy, "I'm going to Venice." Yeah. And Foggy's like, "What are you talking about? We we have bills we have to pay. We have no clients. Yeah. We're going to go bankrupt. What are you doing leaving?" And then he yeah, realizes, "You've gone to Japan. You've yeah. gone to Arizona. Yeah. Now you're going to." It, it, but then he realizes, "Oh wait, this is all my fault. Yeah. I screwed up." Uh, Matt, okay, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good time. Yeah. Um, so Matt flies to Venice, and uh, we see him traveling by the Bridge of Sighs, very pretty. Um, and he gets to the building, which is the medieval palace that our villain owns, um, the in the Palazzo de Pesce, the the Piazza of Fish, I believe that. Oh, there you go. Um, and it's not public. The gondola. Uh, taxi driver says, you know, you can't go in there. And he says, it's all right, I'll take my chances. He gets changed into his Daredevil costume and climbs up and they sense that someone's climbing up there. Um, so they send Lancelot, which is a robotic suit of armor. Yeah, I thought this was actually pretty neat. Yeah. I, I kind of like how, what are they called? They're called the, the Something of Ten? What's the name of their? I company of, the company the of, Council ten, of Ten. The Council of Ten. Yeah. I like how they claim... We don't do the dirty work. Yeah, we have these robots that do the dirty work for us. Yeah, we got a we got a they, robot. They, yeah, they they keep their hands clean. The robot is super cool though. He, he he's literally like a medieval a knight. Suit of armor it's a, a suit of armor with mm-hmm. a sword, 
and, and he's pretty fast. He yeah. comes for Daredevil. Daredevil realizes what's going on. He senses that there's a there's no heartbeat. Uh, it's pretty hard to fight a robot. So he leads him closer and closer to the parapet. Uh, does a nice little uh, cunning flip off the back. Uses his billy club to swing himself around while the knight crashes to the ground. Yeah. Um, climbs back up, and there is a priest that is inside uh, at the um, the church inside the the, mm-hmm. the uh, plaza. And it's booby trapped. The the church is booby trapped. Yeah. yeah. He uh, the, a thing drops down. A cage drops down. Misses it. He stands on a, a stone. Uh, Paving stone area in the mm-hmm. church. Sorry, I'm running out of words. And um, <laughs> falls down, falls down a pit. There's spikes down at the pit. He stops himself, and then uh, Emilio Roos reveals himself and says, "Oh, you're the American Daredevil, I presume." Daredevil's got to be like one of the best at getting out of these pits. Yeah, he's because like, he's mm-hmm. fallen into so many pits, <laughs> especially yeah. ones that are filled with spikes, yeah. blades, swords. They tie him up. They take him down into the. Well, they take him into the dungeon. They throw him into a room. And they do the. They brick him in. Uh, there's actually a word for this, and I, I, it's something like entombment, but it's not entombment. If anyone knows the word where you brick someone into a building, mm-hmm. and and then uh, they die while they're alive when they yeah. they run out of air yeah. and they die. Yeah. So the idea is that they're going to brick him into this building, and um, the he, and he's going to die of starvation. But the, the, priest, priest, the priest is, is not okay says, with Fear it. Not, son, uh, yeah, he, he gives a, he, your feet. he gives him a little clue, and that line, "Salvation will be at your feet." Yeah. Daredevil realizes once he's bricked in that yeah. he can probably get out by maybe loosening some of the stones beneath yeah. him, and so he, he does he that. Does thing, he, he flexed himself when he was tied up. So he's he's done this just, several yeah. times by extending my muscles when they tie me up. When I loosen them, I can loosen the ropes, yeah. and uh, so he does that. He successfully gets out of the ropes. He knocks a hole in into the ground. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he's able to fall to the the part b- b- below, and when he does that, he realizes that there's many layers to this to mm-hmm. this uh, this house, and there was another person that was held captive, yeah. and it's a dead body that was chained up. Yeah, and, and he has a sword. Yes, yeah, so, he, he was in full armor, so he has a. Sword. And this is so cool, Jamie. So he picks up the sword and and he uses it to get some of the grout out um, in between the stone. Yeah. And uh, like a lot of time passes, so much time passes. In fact, he takes, he, his, shirt he takes his shirt off because of all the the <laughs> Not work. The mask or the gloves, just, just the shirt. just the shirt. And he's and able to break enough down d- d- the water. I don't know if you canals. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you s- oh, the water the. Oh, water's beginning to trickle through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. So yeah, the water's trickling through, and uh-huh. then and then he does one final effort with the sword, yeah. and just gets hit with a gust of water, and it yeah. takes him down, and he's able to swim up to safety. Yeah. Then he comes back into the room. They they feel the building lilt because the water's pouring into the basement, so it's readjusting the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and uh, the bad guys say, "Come on, get everything together. We've got to get out of here." Um, Daredevil comes in and he's dripping wet. He's still shirtless, and he says, uh, "You guys don't even bother trying to get out of here." Yeah. Uh, he beats up a bunch of them, uses and, a shield, and, and I like how now the guys pull out guns. I'm like, yeah. I thought you had this whole thing where you never you get your hands dirty. Yeah. You guys always, yeah. I mean, what are you doing pulling out guns for? So Daredevil uses a shield to block the bullets. He then uses it like a like a boomerang or yeah. like a like a frisbee and like a Captain America like a Captain shield. America shield. There you go, and knocks a whole bunch of them Daredevil down. Daredevil throws his mighty shield. Go, um, goes after a swordsman, kicks him in the face, yeah. sees the priest, doesn't hit the priest, obviously, because the priest is a priest, and plus he priest, also... Plus he helped him. He helped him. The priest says Emilio Rus is in the chapel. He thinks it's sanctuary, and he says, but I've removed the Eucharist, so it's uh, no longer sacrilege, sac- sacler- sacrilege for you to enter. 
dead episodes, does he have a weapon? And he says, I don't think he does, but we see that he's using a huge candlestick with a spike on it, and he's going to attack him. Daredevil senses it, and just as he's about to hit him, he jumps out of the way, and part of the masonry falls and hits him. The window, the, the stained glass window falls out and smashes him. Um, and uh, the priest says, is he? And Daredevil says, you better administer the last rites. I don't think he's going to make it. So we get a nice little epilogue where Daredevil goes back to the U.S., back mm-hmm. to New York, back to Heather's uh, grave, and it's like, look, I, you know, maybe I, I should feel better. I thought I feel better, but I don't. I still blame myself, and um, I'm sorry you died, pretty yeah. much. Sorry, I will never, ever, ever forgive myself for what happened, but I am going to get on with living my life. Yeah. Uh, you can't, but I can so this group of comics that we cover today has a lot of dark, like, dark dealings that uh, Daredevil is dealing with here. Yeah. And, and uh, it's hard not to feel bad for a lot of characters. Like, yeah. you know, like Heather, the way that they decided to get rid of Heather Glenn, it's, it's gruesome, but it's also very sad and, mm-hmm. and depressing. Like, and uh, I, I don't know. It's always, whenever a character dies, it's kind of, in comic books, it's kind of fun in the sense that, it's it's always a huge event mm-hmm. because they're fake characters and they don't hardly ever kill anybody off. Yeah. But this one doesn't have any type of like, oh, well, darn it, you know? I kind of forgive her for her crap that she did earlier. Yeah. Because I don't want Daredevil to feel bad, you know? Yeah. And it's... Uh, He's and a superhero. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, comic books um, are comic books. They're, they're, you know, they're bright, colorful stories about people doing good things and saving the day and... Um, and they do have moments where it takes place in the real world and it can be hard and it can be harsh and you get attached to these characters and it feels... And do you think Frank Miller was the one that kind of really pressed that point? No, I think it was coming before then. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, But yeah, we will be back in a week's time to discuss cheerier uh, episodic issues, issues of episode... I like how you always mix up issue and episode. Yeah, you should. Uh, it's one of your best qualities, Jane. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be looking at some... Um, Actually, a lot of stuff. A bunch of stuff. We're going to be. We're going to try and cram in a bunch of stuff so that we can get to Born Again on episode 48, which is what we're going to be doing. Next week, we'll cover Daredevil's issues 222 to 226, Amazing Spider-Man 267, Fantastic Four 281, <clears throat> Secret Wars 2, Part 3. That's just a little cameo. No, that's a full-on... No? Oh, no, it's in the main story where he gets his sight back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. this is just a, that's just a little cameo. Uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man 107 to 110, which is the death of Jean DeWolf, I believe. Jean DeWolf. Uh, Daredevil features in that quite heavily. And um, we don't need to mention the Marvel Marvel Age Annual number one because that's just an ad, basically. But there mm. is a one-page thing that talks about uh, upcoming issues of Daredevil, which we'll be covering in uh, that very issue, episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see the vulture. The vulture comes in. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm. You know, I'm glad that uh, last week we we finished up uh, Micah, uh, Micah Sin. Mm-hmm. Now we've kind of dealt with some of the aftermath of of all that, you know, and the whole Heather Glenn thing and going to Venice, and all, so not, now we're going to hopefully start a kind of a new storyline of, like you said, kind of happier, more yeah. 
you know, Daredevil-esque stuff until... Yeah, some cheery stuff. Until Born Again happens. Until Born Again, where it all comes crashing, crashing down. down. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. We do. Thank you very much. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. We, we just, just did Daredevil. Daredevil.